Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Winchester Radio tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Don't You Forget About Me. Um, good episode. Pretty good. Um, not a lot happened. <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, my expectations were not too high for this episode because I'm, I am not a fan of Claire one bit. <laughs> I think we've uh, talked about this before. Um, I do like Jody, Kim Rhodes, um, and the jury was kind of out on Alex. I mean, that was an interesting episode with her, but I actually, after this episode, I like her better than I did before. Um, episode was written by Nancy Wan and, oh dear, directed by Stefan, or it could be Stefan. It is pronounced both ways. And I'm terribly sorry, I'm going to butcher this last name. Plezinski? Uh, anyway. I, don't ask me. I have no idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gave it a shot, and, and my apologies to uh, Stefan if I if I was too terrible with that. But um, anyway, he directed, and I did a did a very nice job. And Nancy Wan wrote one of my favorite episodes from the season, Thin Lizzie, about the Lizzie Borden legend and everything, and all those characters. And I thought she did a good job on this episode with characterization. Like I said, she actually made me hate Claire slightly less than I did before. I think because her all her anger issues and her nastiness and her stupidity that bugged me from before were somewhat somewhat toned down by the end of the episode. I mean, it did start out in a stupid place, but she got slightly better toward the end, especially since she was a little bit more reasonable towards Jody and Alex. And could have been she was just really defensive with Alex because she thought Alex didn't like her. And they were actually doing a little bit better towards the end of the episode. Honestly, Jody uh, deserves a medal for hanging in <laughs> with both of them, especially Claire. Um, but... Yeah. I, I, uh, my, I'm going to you've changed my mind a little bit on Claire. Because right before the podcast mm-hmm. started, you heard me talking about how I felt. Mm-hmm. I, when, when Claire first came on the show, I loved the idea of Claire because I was really interested in finally getting into the Jimmy Novak family and that storyline. I was really into it. And then I was kind of disappointed with the way they went with Claire, but I still liked her. This episode, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, my God, they've turned her into a total brat. I can't stand her. She's horrible. She's just stupid. And I I was like, but after hearing you just a little bit talking there, and I was like, well, maybe that's too hard on her. Because, yeah, she does say in the show she felt like she was intruding on the Jody and Alex show. And Mm -hmm. so I can see where she was, you know, she's, uh, you know, feeling defensive over and, you know, she feels like she's butting in. They've had all this past history that she wasn't in on. Mm-hmm. 
she felt, and mm-hmm. so I can understand that. But yeah, she they she was terrible at the beginning. She you know and <laughs> I, yeah, I guess at the end once she saw that Jody and Alex you know were willing to give up their lives for her, you know that. Mhm. Mhm. She was. She yeah. said that they they cared about her too. Yeah, I just think she's one of those that, and she's young, um, as in Alex. She's going to college. So, she, I I thought mm-hmm. she was younger than Alex. To me, the actress Catherine Newton mm-hmm. looks younger than Catherine Ramsey. However, it's clear that signed up for college classes, and Alex is still going to high school. And to mm-hmm. me, that just felt really weird because. To me, Catherine Ramadine, I think she, in Alex and Annie, the whole big A name episode, mm-hmm. um, I thought she looked way too old to be playing this young character that she was playing. And mm-hmm. and in this episode, I thought they did better. You know, when she did, I could see her possibly being 18, 19. But there's no way mm-hmm. to, to, she looks older than Claire. I mean, no, younger Claire, than Claire. Claire, look, Claire looks... 16, 17. Yeah, I was just going to say, she looks about 16, 17. She surely acts about 16 or 17. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is that um, Alex being with with the vamp nest for so long, but her school was probably hit, and hit or miss. So she could be too old for high school in years, but maybe she's trying to catch up. So she's actually, she is 18 or 19, but maybe she's, wasn't she a senior? I think they said she was a senior in high school. Under the she was under prom and all, so yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing that'd be my guess. Maybe she was trying to catch up, in maybe in classes because if she was always, you know, um, working for the vamp nest and you know, getting them food and and other uh, people to turn into vamps, which. Um, I think more of that background in this episode, and boy, that was really awful, really difficult to to watch. And I I I thought Catherine did a great job in this whole episode. You know, I re, I really liked her. Um, but yeah, she I think was, maybe she is she older. She has a lot more. Yeah, she had a lot more presence. She had a lot more weight to her performance. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, on on uh, Twitter and things, I saw you know. A lot of people giving Catherine and Kim Rose a lot of attention and not much to Catherine Ramadine. And I was like, she, she to me, was the standout in the episode. I thought mm-hmm. her performance was fantastic. And uh, it made me really, really, because her first episode, I was, you know, I was like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, I could, mm-hmm. I could live, you know, do it with her without, you know, I could see her again or not. I wouldn't really yeah. care. But this, this yeah. episode made me really, really care about her. Mhm. Yeah, because I I have never I have not been a a Claire fan at all. I, I she she in her episodes she would make in order to to um, explain her character, present her character, sort of uh, uh, for the audience to get to know her character, and supposedly try and like her. They would make Sam and Dean 
do stupid things and things out of character, which made me crazy. I don't like when any show does that. They bring in a new character and then they make all the other characters act out of character and build a new character up to be so fabulous. They think, oh, she'll be so wonderful or he'll be so wonderful. Fans will love them. And it always has the opposite effect, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> they they end up hating the character. <laughs> and, and it worked <laughs> because I just did not like um, Claire. I mean, it had... The very beginning, before we saw her, it had the potential. Like you said, let's you know she was out there. Let's find out what's going on with her. She was Jimmy Novak's daughter, and you know had all these awful things happen to her, and um, we didn't hear about it. So yeah, I'm sure. And then after that, it was like oh oh no, I could have lived forever with not knowing her. Um, again, by the end of this episode, I didn't <laughs> didn't hate her so much. I I mean, her character was making very questionable decisions, but she was trying, and then, like I said, she felt not a part of this family and dynamic that was already going on. And she's the kind of person, you know, some people withdraw, and, and then some people are defensive, and she's defensive, and she's always had a mouth on her. And um, so I, I'm not surprised she didn't react that way. I'm still not the biggest fan of her, but at least at the end, I was I could slightly understand a little bit more and that's a real credit to Nancy Wan by the way she's really good at characterization um and so you know good for her she could she made me hate Claire less <laughs> um I'm not even sure I still hate her but I will see the next episode and it's funny they, we had a Claire episode without Cass yeah you know? yeah because he He's off being Lucifer and all, so. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> He's a little busy and doesn't care about his supposed daughter, which is just weird anyway. But um, I'd hate on. to see what I'd hate to see what Casper would how he would manipulate Claire. That would not be good. I would hate that. No, no, not at all. Um, one, well, they're. There's actually a lot of fun things about this episode, but one uh, good thing is that at the end of the episode, everybody was still alive. <laughs> uh, Yay! Jody, Claire and Alex all survived, which is a good thing, you know, and I know Supernatural sometimes, you know, gets, um, uh, gets some people uh, upset, and sometimes rightly so, that female characters don't last as long <laughs> or or that kind of thing on the show. And uh, all three of them survived. Yeah. (laughs) That bugs me when people say that because Supernatural is an equal opportunity killer. They've killed just as many guys as they have women. Yes, they do. That bugs me when people say that. (laughs) I know. And they they get taken to task for it and and they shouldn't. But but they were uh, Jody, Claire, and Alex all survived this episode. And Jody. um, has been uh, surviving for quite a while now. She they they, they mm-hmm. injured her leg again, <laughs> poor thing. But but uh, so she's still still going, which I'm I'm glad about. And uh, Claire and Alex survived, and I'm yeah. I'm glad, and I'm I'm glad they didn't kill Claire on this episode without Cass in it, because if that is her fate eventually, he should be in that episode to deal with it somehow. So yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't. Um, I can. I can totally see the writers and them not ever killing Claire off 
because um, after all the crap they got after killing off Shirley, and Claire seems to be a favorite with the people who were upset after Charlie died. You know, the same people mm-hmm. who love Charlie seem to love Claire. So mm-hmm. I can totally see them. No, that's not entirely never true. Never killing her off. Charlie and I hate Claire. But yeah. Oh, yeah. very true. Okay, but but the ones they're... the ones who were upset and threw a fit, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Not and yeah. I don't say and I'm not saying throw a fit in a bad way. I'm just saying. You know, or right. expressed expressed it big time. Mm-hmm. You know, if, yeah. if you, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to insult anybody who might be listening who was upset about Charlie. I'm very sorry about that. I love Charlie, and I hated to see her die. I'm just saying. It seems to me the people who mm-hmm. Charlie was their favorite, Claire is also. Their yes. Favorite. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I, and again, I apologize if I offended anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't just that Charlie died, but it was the way that she died. They wanted her a more heroic death for her. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes uh, uh, shit happens, <laughs> you know. See, I think and she got a heroic death. You know, I just, yeah. They she, said it was nothing. She, and I, she, I disagree, but sometimes crap happens. So she spent her last mm-hmm. moment trying to save Dean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sending off that. Yeah. And I think I think it was a heroic death. Do I wish Charlie was still alive? Yes, I love Charlie. Yeah. I wish she was still mm-hmm. there. I've been a fan of Felicia Day ever since she was on Buffy. Um, mm-hmm. But but also Supernatural also killed off my favorite killer, Bob. My favorite character, Bobby. They still kill mm-hmm. him off, you know. So they kill off people. Well, they kill. Yeah. They, yeah, they kill they kill favorites off. They kill uh, uh, characters nobody likes off. Um, you know, so, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was because Charlie said, "Oh, how awful she! You know, she was killed and died in a bathtub, and it was undignified." Well, there's not too many dignified ways to die. So, uh, you know, and they were awful people who did it, and of course they're not going to care. So, yeah. Anyway. That's a that's a different episode, <laughs> a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I I liked actually by the end of this episode, Claire's very extreme heavy eyeshadow was gone, and mm-hmm. she looked she looked a little more like her age, and she looked a little uh, I don't know if I could say happier, <laughs> but positive, and I I actually like it. I I find that eyeshadow way overdone, which was the point. You know, I think she was she was doing that to look kind of tough and, and whatever. And I like that by the end. It was it was much more subtle. She was so pretty there at the end, but not, except for of course the horrible bruises on her face and neck. She um, the, with her ha- uh, her hair and the, her top and her jeans. I love that look. It looks I loved it. Very mm. very pretty. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. We've been talking about this episode for a little more than ten minutes. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Sam and Dean, which is oh wait, huh? Who? Huh? What? I guess <laughs> like, I was like, what? That never happened. Um, and and not because they were at, on the back burner or not a, a, a integral part of this episode at all. But I, I think we just got started talking about the women and the characters and how much we did or did not like them, and we just went from there. Um, One thing before we get into Sam and Dean, I want to say, Mm -hmm. Dodie 
is my probably one of my very favorite characters. Her relationship with Bobby, I absolutely love, and I just mm. I just love Jody. I just I I love Kim Rhodes. She's one of my favorite podcast guests. So I'm so glad she's still alive. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always look forward to her episodes whenever they're gonna, whenever they're coming. So I, I love, I love her, mm-hmm. and I think, and like you said, I think she deserves a medal for taking care of these two girls <laughs> who weren't hers. And you know, especially like Claire was mm-hmm. just sent to her, you know. Whereas with Alex, you know, she had a thing, you know, she had that old. They went through a thing together, and so there, you know, there was a reason there for for her to take care of Alex. But then Sam and Dean just set Claire to her, yet she still takes them in. You know, she has to pay for everything that, you know, that they're doing. She yeah. has to take care of um, their um, health, their food, their clothing. Um, she has to deal with, like, you know, the boyfriend issues and mm-hmm. uh, schooling. And, yeah, that's huge. And I think that just shows, again, what a kick-ass mm-hmm. person Jody is. I just love her. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, a little bit surprised. I'd be like, if I were Jody and I saw Sam and Dean, I'd be like, you know, Claire, what the hell? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not running a house for wayward girls. You know, right, right. And and, and you know what? She's got her job is not easy. She's a sheriff. You know, she's yeah. she's on the line every day. It's similarish to being a hunter. It's not a, you know, quote unquote safe job like if she was a nurse or, or a plumber or anything like that. You know, um so it, it comes with its own special dangers and all that. And like you said, it's it now it's it's not just one extra set of of bills, it's two. <laughs> and they you know, and they eat and they gotta have clothes and they've got to get to school and that's a lot of responsibility. I mean Jody had a husband and a son so she knows what it's like to have a family and she knows what it's like to have those bills maybe it's a lot of responsibility and maybe she was kind of mad at Sam and Dean and I wouldn't blame her if she was but maybe also they aren't the same thing as her family but they're maybe she's okay with it because she's not alone, you know. It's like you get too much time to right. think and too much time to grieve or be sad, she, or at the distraction. I hate to say, you know, that's that's a, such a, a a shallow term to put on someone else's life, but but it is, but it is a distraction for her. She may have missed being a mother, you know, so that mm-hmm. maybe filling a maybe filling a, a hole in her life. So yeah, or something. And at least they weren't little kids because. That's even more of a responsibility. I mean, Alex and Claire are perfectly capable of taking care of them, themselves to a point. <laughs> so that's a that's a pretty good thing. And and they did try to cook breakfast. <laughs> Didn't go so well, but they did try. <laughs> <laughs> I like burnt bacon, so you know I like burnt bacon. So they were doing good for me. So <laughs> yeah. Crispy bacon, but but um, raw pancakes are no good. <laughs> no, no. Not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I, anyway, I I feel like I have to be honest and say I'm I don't I don't want this to be a spinoff. I know they about it, and there's a lot of support out there. I don't 
care about Wayward Daughters as being a spinoff. Um, this just reminded me that, like, I don't, I don't mind them showing up on Supernatural sometimes, but I don't want a whole show of it. And I don't know that could send a faction of fandom all up in arms. You know, it's like, like to be in support of of women. Well, I am. <laughs> Please don't think I'm not. And it's not that I don't like shows with um, kick-ass women and uh, uh, as their center because big Buffy fan, as I've mentioned many times, big Alias fan, Sydney Bristow, you know, it's just I don't think this could be a show on its own. But I do like Jody being there. I would mind checking in again sometime on Alex and maybe Claire. We'll see. I'm sure they'll pop up again sometime. But I have to be honest, and I'm not a Wayward Daughters spinoff fan. I, I could, you know, I really don't care one way or the other if there is a Wayward Daughters spinoff or not. I would watch it, but, mm-hmm. you know, not... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because it's supernatural related, I would watch it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't see CW ever picking up a show like that. I I don't it's think just, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I I don't think it's their demographic, so I don't think they would. I could be one hundred percent wrong, and they've already got it lined <laughs> up and ready to go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I really don't. And boy, it's—I mean, it's not that Kim and Kim and Kat, well, <laughs> Catherine Ramdine um, are very are are really good actors and pretty kick-ass. But I just don't think that whole thing overall is meant to be a spinoff. On the other hand, if I had to choose, I would choose it every time over Bloodlines, the one they actually did oh make. Oh, my God, yes. That's the pilot of yes. oh, Definitely. <laughs> no, no. This, episode, this one at least makes this more episode, sense. This makes more sense. Yes. I, could watch, I can watch this episode more than one time, where, which mm. I did. I watched it twice today. But mm. Bloodlines, the, the once was enough for me. I never need to see that episode again. <laughs> yeah, no, never, ever, ever. It was, it was awful. And at least this one makes more sense because it's well established um, and important characters for the supernatural universe. So at least this one would mm-hmm. make more sense. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe they'd win me over. You know, I if they if it actually was a spinoff, like you, I would try and be supportive and. And watch it. Um, we'll see. Maybe they would change my mind. You never know. Um, but for me, supernatural equals Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean. Yeah. Sam and Dean. Dean and Sam. Run it all together. Winchester. <laughs> that's that's it for me. Um, speaking of Sam and Dean and and Jody, when they fear, first uh, see Jody in her house. We've talked about this before because they don't hold the door for her. They don't do this for her. They don't get her luggage. Well, this episode, I noticed that Sam took her bags from her, her grocery bags. Um, I, I, like, I noticed that she took them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not so terrible, you know, but I thought at least he tried. 
And I thought that that whole scene was adorable when they find out that Jody's going to have them stay to dinner and that she's going to cook and make chicken. And they got just unnaturally excited about chicken and what was it, mashed potatoes for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's reaction when he's eating that chicken, it was like, that must be some pretty damn good chicken. Cause it was like he was orgasmic or something over that chicken. <laughs> his expression, you know, Dean always like really gets into his food, you know, and, and everything. But yeah, Sam was really enjoying it. Um, and I, I saw it um, online here and there that they were like, people were like, but Sam and Dean, they have a kitchen. They make food. Dean cooks. We know Dean could cook and he does a very good job because, you know, Sam also likes his cooking. But I'm like, you know, that's not the point. It's like, and you probably you probably know, when somebody else cooks for you, it just tastes extra special. When somebody, they can yeah. just make you a sandwich. And just because you're the one that didn't make it, you didn't have to make it, it's like the best sandwich ever. So I think that's, that's it. I think it's a different environment, a different also, kitchen, somebody else doing the cooking I think that's it. Plus, she's mm-hmm. like a mo- she's like a mom character to them, mm-hmm. um, even though mm-hmm. Kim Rhodes is not that much older than them, and they always played it like she's like a maternal to them. And so everybody knows when your mom makes food, it's the best food ever. But you mm-hmm. know, so my mom, my mom's food, uh, I love it, and I don't get it mm-hmm. maybe once or twice a year because she lives so far away. But, yeah, I think that was a lot of it. They're getting a home-cooked meal from a mom person, you know, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. that was a lot And they're it. not the one that made it. And they're not the one that make it. And also, they don't have the lifestyle um, that 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 um, enables them to make a home-cooked meal every night. I mean, they bring home takeout. They probably throw breakfast together. Maybe they kind of cook sometimes, but they don't have the lifestyle where it's they could make a meal like well, that every night. Right. At, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we saw Dean bring back the Elvis. So <laughs> to, oh brought God. that to the bunker. Oh, uh, my friend. Yeah. My friend texted me today. She watched it today and uh, she's not online. So she texted me today. Would you eat the Elvis? And I'm like, no, I would not. I would not be able to eat that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is like, that was just terrifying. <laughs> Sorry, that, that two donuts burger. with yeah, two. And that's that's crazy. Like a donut cut in half, as Dean pointed out. It's a whole <laughs> plus the burger. And I love that he brought else on it. I love that he brought one back for Dean, one back for Sam, and one for himself. Um, you know, because there was another bag sitting there, and he was so disappointed that Sam wouldn't eat it. And I was like. Have you met Sam? <laughs> he only eats like salads, you know. <laughs> didn't, didn't Dean make a burger for him one time? He did, and he loved, and Sam loved it. Yeah, Sam loved. Yeah, it. but it was nothing like the Elvis. I mean, it was pretty, pretty normal oh. size. So, so Sam's got to eat that sometimes. But yeah, he's yeah. It's like you know, we have really you no know, Dean. I, I think Dean brought it back for him. But he was probably secretly glad that Sam wouldn't eat it because then he could eat it. And he probably yes, told everybody in the restaurant, "Oh, I'm taking two. Uh, one for my, one for my brother." <laughs> you know, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Dean uh, looks so excited about that, Elvis. You know, oh, makes oh, me Dean. happy. 
it makes me happy when they can still get yeah. excited about goofy stuff because, you know, they've been through so much crap and that's and there was a couple of seasons there where everything was so dark and awful and there was nothing humorous. There was no light anywhere and you know it even it's even in their horrible times, you just gotta have those moments, you know, you need rest and um Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you just you need that break. You need a little bit of light and you know it doesn't make all the tragedy any less. But you gotta that's how real people cope. You know, so you have to do stuff like that. And for Dean to survive mentally, he's got to have his Elvis burger, <laughs> you know, it, it cheers him up. <laughs> and and then, you know, it also cheers him up is Sam going, dude, you are crazy with that burger, you know. He likes, <laughs> he enjoys hearing that, I'm sure, Sam. Um, they, Sam is still researching. Apparently Amara's who knows where and Cass is also who knows where. They don't seem horribly here's, concerned about him. <laughs> is that me? Or I'm worried about Crowley. We haven't seen him since Lucifer killed his mom. And mm. nobody, you know, so I want to know what's up with Crowley. Yeah. We don't know what Lucifer did, you know, because Lucifer was not a big fan of Crowley. This is true. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he he killed his mom. Then what did he do to Crowley? Did he just leave Crowley? You know, what's up with Crowley? I'm worried about him. I hope the king of hell is is doing okay. (laughs) That's so funny to hear that. (laughs) I'm worried about the king of hell. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while. (laughs) It it is odd. It is very odd. Um, And I know they got a brief mention in this episode, but the but the big seasonal arc didn't really go anywhere in this episode. It was definitely kind of a monster of the week. Um, I thought the monster of the week angle was pretty cool. I liked that it was somebody from Alex's past. And he was, he had revenge in mind, but he also thinking very clearly. I mean, he got a job as the janitor. He planned it. He worked with another, this other student. Um, his revenge was really nasty and, and cold, and I felt really bad for her that, you know, she thought she had fit in and had a boyfriend and was going to the prom, and it just turned out to be this awful vengeance plot. Um, I... Also, a credit to Nancy Wan, I actually felt sorry for the janitor because when you find out his background, where he was actually just yeah, a he, nice guy. Go ahead. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. He, he even states, I was a good man, and he was. Mm-hmm. He was helping, yeah, I felt, you know, a young girl. Yeah, and, and meant it, you know, sincerely and perfectly respectfully thought she just needed a ride and then gave her money to help her get through and she just brought him back to the vamp nest and I felt really bad for him. That so. scene was I thought was really cool. I liked how they filmed it with in slow motion with um Alex walking towards the camera and you can see everything going on in the background. And my favorite thing though was they had an actress who looked like from behind the um 
the mom, you know, the vamp nest mom from the first mm-hmm. episode. They had her walking in at towards the end, you know, towards the murdering. They had her walking in. I like that little thing, you know, flat, mm-hmm. you know, connection back to the first episode. I really like that. Mhm. Yeah. That was well done. And wow, she did that for eight years. She's she's strong, boy. Yeah. Really strong. Um. I. I know I've. I guess I'll say complain. Not really complain, but kind of said that, I, you know, and, and we've talked about it, missing Sam and Dean wearing other types of disguises, you know, like, a like um, you know, maintenance guys or the the teacher sweater vests and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I got to say, them in their, because they're always, seem to be always in their FBI suits, but I got to say in this episode, the FBI suit with the long coat on both uh, uh, Jared and Jensen looked amazing, and oh yeah, the way, yeah, it gives me a, a Mulder feel. It gives me an X Files feel, which is another reason I like it. <laughs> but they looked awesome, so handsome, and Justine looking for Alex and and Jody in the. I guess it was in the school, in the back part of the school, and he's just walking through. It looks kind of like through you know, the 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 mist and the and the dark and everything and the fog and he's in his coat with that long machete or whatever it is. I was like, Wow, you are scary. <laughs> so that was it really reminded cool. me a lot of that promo. You know, they have those promos of the guys walking and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. holding. It reminded me so much of that C W promo. Yes. Very much. Very much. And I was a little worried about Sam there. That they were beating him up and tossing him around and tossed him over that through that fence thing, and he landed down below. And I'm like, oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> You're a big guy. You know, these are just vamps. <laughs> Get up and go. And, and he did. He did um, um, get the upper hand in the fight again and take over and everything. Oh. I don't think he got hit in the head. He didn't get knocked, knocked down, but I don't think he got hit in the head. Um, no, I got he got hit in the back with that board, and I was like, ah, that's yeah, good. yeah. That was another beating. Damn. Um. Trying to think if there's anything else about this episode. I uh, here's one thing I, I was disappointed in. They did not play mm. the Simple Mind song. Don't you forget about me. They did not play it. I was really wanting that yeah. song. And, and when uh, Alex comes walking out of the high school the first time with her boyfriend and her friend, I was like, "There, perfect time to play it because it looks a lot like you know Breakfast mm-hmm. Club." So there, <laughs> you should have played it right there. But, uh, they didn't. I know. I was bummed. I know. I you can't like, you can't look at that title and not sing the song. You know. Right. <laughs> it a, yeah. It was. It was disappointing. Hmm. 
I don't remember any significant music in this episode. Come to think of it. No, I don't either. Yeah, I guess I guess not. Alice's boyfriend was a jerk. I I felt so terrible for her. Um, I loved the way they filmed the scene of um, just angle and everything of Claire on the bed um, looking at the computer and with her stuff Mm -hmm. around her. But the way she's laying on the bed looking at just, you know, total teenage girl, you know, it it Mm -hmm. was uh, perfect. And I I, I liked how they filmed that. Mm. And she had a grumpy cat. She had the grumpy cat that that cat oh, gave her. Oh, I didn't notice. I'll have to I'll have to look again. I didn't notice. Yeah, she she had a, she was uh, you know laying on her stomach and looking at her computer, and grumpy cat was like over her right arm. I think it was her right arm. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, that <laughs> yeah, <it> was cute. <laughs> that yeah. is cute. It was cute. Mm. And I liked that Sam came to talk to her. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and she actually seemed like she was listening to him, which is unusual. Oh, here's one thing that bugged me. At the end, everybody's telling, oh, you were right, telling Claire. Oh, you were right. No, she was right about this this one thing, but she was uh, wrong about a lot of things. You know, the kid at the beginning (laughs) that she had the sword on the neck, she was wrong about that. Mm -hmm. She was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. Mhm. Yeah. We got a call. Got a call there. <laughs> Check out that call. See whoever it is. Okay. Hi, Hello. this is Radio. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I was just listening. Oh, did you have a question, comment, or anything? No, I just tuned in, so I'm not even sure what you been discussing. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we will let you go back to listening then. We appreciate you calling in and listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Yeah, we had a a, a call. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) We do appreciate Um, it a lot. Yep. We, We had a call earlier, but they didn't hang on long. Like like we were in the middle of discussing, and I was keeping an eye, and then and then they were gone, <laughs> and then they didn't call back. So maybe they decided to just listen too. <laughs> um, at the the whole dinner table scene when that was that was hilarious. I liked that scene. <laughs> yes. I liked how they were all worried about the, you know, awkward female Mm -hmm. girl talk, sex talk. Ah, my son. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And Jody's so like, 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 you know, we're going to talk about it. You're staying. And you're staying. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And, and I liked how they showed. um, And and, and they all played dumb. Sam was just like mortified. And Dean was like, um. What? <laughs> yeah. They were just there. For I, the, at one point, they were just there for the chicken. <laughs> hmm? When um, Jody mentions the birth control, and Sam's like, "Oh, we're going there. Okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
You could tell they were kind of thinking, is the chicken worth it? <laughs> you know? Right, right. We we just wanted chicken. We we didn't need, we didn't want all the girl talk. I know we didn't plan on the whole birth control pill thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're talking about um, um, condoms, and guys don't always suit up, <laughs> you know. And you just they were just dying. It was very funny. It was very well written. So again, good good job, Nancy. And then it carried through all the way to the end. <laughs> so you know, as long as we I, have condoms, we'll be fine. <laughs> I, I, I liked how they had um, Alex stealing Jody's wine. I, I like that. She tried to steal Jody's wine, and I, mm-hmm. I Jody was like, "Nope, took it back." Mhm. Oh. Oh, we have another caller. She put them on. Awesome. Hello, um, Winchester Radio. Hello. Um, I'm I'm fairly new, and I don't know all the background. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how Jody Mills' character has evolved uh, now that she's got these girls in her life. Oh, that's 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 a good, interesting. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when we. When Jody was first brought on the show, you know, we didn't really know that much about her. You know, she was just the sheriff in Bobby's town and, you know, with a de- her son had died and all that. And so she's really, she really has changed a lot since then. You know, she kind of went from, you know, she was married and had a son and lost a son, got a son, lost a son, all in that one episode. <laughs> and then her husband, her dead son killed her husband and she's really been through a lot through the episodes that we've seen her and she you know she and Bobby got really close and then she lost Bobby so you know she's she has you know went through a lot and going from being a sheriff to finding out there's monsters in the world and dealing with all that and she is one strong woman Mm. I you gotta you gotta give her credit. She is something else. I I really really love Jody, and I I've always loved how they've written her. They've mm-hmm. always written her smart. You know, uh, uh, you know she can do her. Own, she can do everything on her own. She doesn't need a man there to do it for her because she's strong enough to do it on her mm-hmm. own. Uh, she takes care of the boys. She loves Bobby. I you notice I keep mentioning Bobby because I loved her and Bobby together so much. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby, and it's a it's a slight slight tangent from Jody, but um, and and actually would also relate to her as well. Maybe not quite as intensely as Sam and Dean. That's 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 where Bobby lived. That he used to go there and have. Mm-hmm. He was their surrogate father. They used to stay there. You know, he always used to be there for them. It must. How do they feel coming back to that town? How does Jody feel being there? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, her, I mean, her with her, it's like what might have been, and she knows what Bobby meant to Sam and Dean, so it's not quite as intense. But I mean, it can't be easy for Sam and Dean. You know, maybe they do they go by Bobby's old place? Do they stay far away because it's too upsetting? I'm, I'd like to know. You know. Yeah, I, I was curious about that too because you know they have a lot of memories in that town 
you know, from Spain mm-hmm. and Bobby, they'd have to go out in the town. And so, yeah. Well, what I'm happened not- to Bobby's uh, things? Who inherited them? Uh, what happened to his house after it he burned? burned. <laughs> it burned down. Burned to the ground. Yeah, um, mm. burnt the Leviathans, wasn't it? Burn it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, his house burned down. And then you know we've seen them with his stuff um, since then. You know, like in one episode, um, Jody brought a bu- uh, boxes of his stuff to them, and they mm-hmm. had you know they've got some of his stuff. So you know a lot of his stuff did burn in the house, but he had things at other places and others. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess a lot of hunters have storage lockers and things, and so he had stuff mm-hmm. other places. So they do still have some yeah. of this. And Bobby was such a pack rat. You know, he had so much that it had to be stored other places. And I, I got... I keep thinking of that episode where um, one a copy of... Um, one of um, the Campbell books that they um, had stolen from um, uh, Grandpa Campbell's place, and somebody came and stole that book from them, and and I forget which episode it was, but they were like all disappointed because they lost that book that they needed. And Bobby's like, Bobby Singer, paranoid bastard, and you know because <laughs> he had made a copy of the book, and I, you know so I just you you know he had many copies of all of this stuff everywhere, so. Did the the toughness that Jody had to develop to survive um, has that interfered with her loving these girls has, to um, to opening her heart and her home? Is she holding back so. anyway? I don't think so. I don't see that at all. The way she was like watching um, Alex when she went to pick her up at school, you could just see the love in her eyes for Alex and. You know, I, I don't think, mm-hmm. I think it's made her actually stronger for them, made her feel more for them because she knows the life that they went through, have, having to deal with monsters and things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was so proud that Alex was fitting in, you know, she somewhat mm-hmm. and had so many normal things when she'd had such a rough life for so long. How long have you been watching Supernatural? Um, not quite a year. I found it uh, last April. My daughter-in-law told me about it, and so have I took... you. Um, how many episodes have you seen? So far? you just seen not all of them yet, or? Um, well, I started with season one in April, and um, it took me almost the whole year to get through. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I've, I think I've seen all of them. I, Netflix. Oh mm-hmm. yes, Netflix is good. <laughs> I thank heaven for net, Netflix. So I, right? I watched. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I watched all of them. And, um, but you know, I, I don't know it like the fans do. You know, I don't know every level, and I don't know every single character. I just, uh, I'm enjoying it very much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying talking to you. Yeah. It's a, I think it's really cool that an 11-year-old show finds new fans. I mean, I know it's Netflix and the TNT reruns and all that, but it's just because it's there doesn't mean you're a fan, you know, or, or you have to watch. I think it's so cool that there are still new fans all the time, you know. 
you know, Be- Becky started day one, and I came in season two because didn't have uh, at the time it was the WB um, didn't have a WB affiliate. I couldn't watch it. So when I finally got one in season two, I was like catching up with season one at the same time I was watching season two. So, but that was a long time ago. So yeah, it's it's really cool to see new fans and get a different perspective and and everything. Glad you're enjoying it. Oh, thank you. One of the unique perspectives is that you're introduced to the characters and watch them all evolve in less mm-hmm. than a year. So you get to see yeah, the guys. Yeah. And you I would get... love to be able to do that. Just just start at the beginning because that's all, as you said, it's a big um, a big chunk of time to give to It's a huge to evolution. Uh, yeah. To, you know, just physically and emotionally and uh, relationship-wise and uh, it's just huge and it, to to watch it with fresh eyes from the beginning is really an experience. I mean, Jared. I mean, Sam's hair alone, you know, <laughs> which is kind of a kind of a light thing to talk about, but but it also goes along with him aging into the role and maturing into the role, and and what Sam has gone through over the years. It really, I think, it shows much more in in Jared than it does in Jensen. Jensen's a little bit older, so but even he looks different, very different, and everything. So yeah, and what they've been through, and how many they've lost, and how much more they've learned about many monsters, and and uh, the people they've lost, the people they've gained. So yeah, it, it must be amazing because that's a fairly short amount of time to watch it in. And to pack it all together like that. It is. It, 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 each character has grown and changed. It. I have to say kudos to the writers. Even though there's multiple writers, somebody is making sure that it's there's continuity, uh, at least mm-hmm. w- with the major characters. Uh, it's 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 interesting mm-hmm. to see uh, the the bravado with which the two young men approached everything, and now it's seasoned wisdom and raw courage because they know what's mm-hmm. out there going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. So it's That's a really good way of saying that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's it's has been many different sets of, of writers um, but it was one showrunner for the first five years, so that's pretty consistent. Eric Kripke, who apparently who still has a little bit of a hand in it. Um, Bob Singer was there from the beginning, and he also is still there in, at the very least a consultant capacity. Um, I would say I would give a ton of credit for characterization consistency to Jared and Jensen, who, of course, have been there from day one, and as as writers and showrunners and directors all change and evolve, they are the constant, and they know those characters really well, and they're very protective of them. And I, I think I think I have to give them the most um, like like respect, and and um, I'm very impressed with them. Yes. Seeing the the show as a whole like that over a matter of months, um, mm-hmm. it's very impressive. Very impressive. 
Mm-hmm. So I hope they continue to keep people like Jody Mills there. I don't think, yeah, I don't see Jody going anywhere. I think she's pretty popular. I don't see, although I was surprised they killed off Bobby. So who knows? I could be wrong. And and Charlie. So, but it's it, right, right. Them evolve uh, over time. If they keep killing all the exciting characters, then then you don't get to watch the evolution. But it is fun to to watch people like Jody, he who and and uh, Sheriff Donna, not to, who don't know what's going on, and then they evolve and grow, and become mm-hmm. you know, seasoned themselves. It's it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. Wow. I was I. I know the episode that Jody first started, but I had to go back and see what year it was. And my God, it was six years ago, 2010. She really has survived a long time. Um, I think her being with Alex and Claire has extended her life expectancy on the show, at least for a while longer, to be there for them and supportive of them. I mean, that's not the only thing she's about. She's very much her own character, but that might help her survive a little bit longer. Because <laughs> we know all the good ones are going to go, don't we? <laughs> only the good die young. Well, <laughs> Silly Joel yeah, had I it think, right, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think um, when when Bobby was killed, I was like, well, Truly, nobody is safe. Truly, except the two guys themselves. I think everybody's safe. Yeah, I mean, that's the stars of the show, definitely. But, yeah, I was like, wow, Bobby. I mean, I really did think he was untouchable. But... (laughs) One of the people that I thought would stay a long time was uh, Kevin Tran. I thought he brought a lot to Joe. He was uh, cute and warm and funny and miserable. And, you know, it was all a wonderful mix of what he was. And I could see that they could do a lot with that character. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. I was sad and surprised when they they killed him so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I I was shocked at his death. uh, And I think the, the three deaths that I was the most shocked about were Bobby's, Kevin's, and Rowena's. Those oh, yeah. three, I just, I didn't see any of those deaths coming. Do you think that they are moving toward a, um, a, a short theme or story arc of uh, strong women characters in this show, or is it always I been that? Always, I think they've always had strong women on the show. You know. Going back to the very first episode, Mary and Jessica, I think, were two both very strong women, and they were mm-hmm. in the very first episode. I think this show, you know, it gets a lot of flack from people saying that, you know, they kill off all the strong women, but they kill off all the men, too. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of strong women on this character. We've had a lot of really awesome, kick-ass women, and... I feel bad when the show gets flat for that because, uh, you know, people saying that they don't or that they just kill them off, and I personally don't see that. Mm. Yeah, they kill everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Dude. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. It's well, really you. interesting to hear your point of view. You know, a new mm-hmm. a new watcher. It's, it's interesting to talk with you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you for you. calling. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 When she first asked um, about. Just real quick, someone in the chat room said mm-hmm. that they heard that Bobby actually wanted to leave the show. Someone in our chat room said that, and that's not true. Jim Beaver has said mm-hmm. many, many times that that's his favorite job ever, and he's always he's once back on the show, and you know he's always willing to come back whenever they want him to come back. He never wanted to leave the the show. He just wasn't able to. They had asked him many times to be a regular you know, like Misha and Mark Shepard are, but he wasn't able to accept that because that would mean extended time away from his daughter who goes, who lives and goes to school in Los Angeles. So that was the only reason. But he still, he wanted to do as many episodes as he could, and he would, he would still be there, you know, if they hadn't killed him off. Mm-hmm. You. I've, I've talked to him personally about it. And, um, you know, he, he and Ruth uh, Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, he and um, Rufus are going to be in a future episode with flashbacks. So I'm very much looking forward to that because I love Bobby and Rufus. They mm-hmm. Weekend of Bobby's is one of my all-time favorite episodes because they they just crack me up and I just love them and I'm looking forward to. It. I know, I am too. I'm so excited to see them back. Yeah. Um. Ugh, what was I going to say? Something about Bobby. Oh, when um, our caller um, first asked about the evolution of Jody and all the episodes, and I thought, oh, my goodness, you could, like, write, like, a whole paper on that. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure we can have enough time to, you know, to analyze all that on our podcast. <laughs> you know, you, you did a great job of, of, of summing it all up, but... Um, yeah, I was like, wow. I mean, I, you know, people write books on this show. Um, uh, we have someone class. who is teaching a class on Supernatural yeah. this semester. Our professor, Linda, <laughs> little shout out, in northern Florida. And um, I think that's so awesome. So, yeah, and, and I... I think if any other college has done a, a class, I know they've done classes on Buffy files, but this might might be the first supernatural. There's definitely lots of um, academic books about there, uh, out there. The Fangasm Girls, and I don't think they're the only ones, and um, which is awesome. So, um, anyway. Anything else about this episode? Anything else about Sam and Dean? I liked that um, um, Sam was coming away with leftovers at the end of the episode. He had a whole pile of Tupperware. <laughs> that was very cute. <laughs> and but the, the I, only thing is, the thing is, that Jody had made this this ribs dinner for the for them for the girls, and she goes, "Oh well, we were going to eat it, you know, but we were, you know, dragged off and attacked." So I'm like. Hello, leftovers. Hello, the next day. I mean, it's nice 
you gave it to Sam and me, but you could have eaten them. I think maybe she just wanted them to have it, you know, which was cute. But, yeah. But I, I will say that you um, made your, even though you made me like Claire more, you made so <laughs> even though you really didn't like Claire in the episode, it may actually, and now I was like, oh, I understand her a bit better and I feel bad and I like her better than I did before the podcast. So I feel like I understand her better and I like her better. Um, and again, oh, this talk, I'm talking, and, and when we say that we don't like a character, it doesn't mean we don't like the actor, but just put that out mm-hmm. there. Catherine, Catherine yes. Newton is adorable. We follow her on Twitter. She follows us and I, I love her tweets and her photos that she posts and she's awesome. Love Catherine mm-hmm. Newton. It's, when we she say that her character, yeah. When we say that mm-hmm. we have, you know, her character annoys us. That's her character. It's not her, the person. So that's a oh, little different. Yeah. Yes, very, very, very different. What I'm talking about, hating Claire, and and again, like by the end of this episode, it was a big compliment to Nancy. I actually understood better, and she was starting to kind of tone down, and I was trying to, un- I finally understood her better. So. I don't know if they keep going in that direction. Maybe, maybe, maybe I won't hate her, but this just, she was, her character was like doing things in other episodes that just made me so angry. I couldn't help but dislike her. But, but this episode, I actually understood her better and she was getting to be toned down and she actually did a good thing at the end. You know, she, she um, killed that vamp, you know, so Alex didn't have to and, and all that. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, it's nothing to do with Catherine Newton, who's who's adorable and apparently a hell of a golfer, and, and um, which um, – and she posts all sorts of cute pictures and little vids of her time on the set, you know, so please, you know, it's – they're nothing, nothing alike. So, and – yeah. So that's cool. Anything else about this episode? I'm trying to think. We covered everything I, about Sam and Dean. I, so nothing really happened with the with the big arc. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it was there was it it was a good episode. You know, it was it was a good episode. It was, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good episode. It's just you know there's. For our podcast purposes, there's not much really to get in and discuss. <laughs> like we usually try to, you know, dig in and discuss. For podcast purposes, there wasn't really anything to dig into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to I mean, recap, it's always go ahead. Just my person, uh, my personal recap. Love Jody Mills. Love Kim Rhodes. Um, love Catherine Mamadine. Uh, you know, I think Alex was awesome in this episode. Love Catherine Newton. Claire, I understand you more. I'm liking you more. Uh, you know, good episode. Sam and Dean, good as always. It, it, it was a good episode. There's, there's my recap. <laughs> um. I, I'm done. Yep. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad everybody survived. I understood uh, uh, Claire better. I thought Alex 
as played by Catherine Rambine, was fantastic in this episode. I loved Sam and Dean in this episode. They were working together. The brothers, there were some funny moments. The dinner table conversation was hilarious. Um, them getting all excited about the food. Those are such normal things, and I enjoy getting to see those things when, you know, they're always there's always so much darkness and tragedy and trouble and hunting and everything, so it's nice to get those moments, like with the Elvis burger and the chicken dinner and the incredibly awkward dinner table conversation about teenage teenage girl sex. <laughs> um, Sam and Dean in long coats. That bears repeating. Very handsome. Um, definitely check everybody's Twitter. Some of the some lines were ad libbed, apparently, which is always fun to find out. Um, telling Sam and Dean, sit, stay. That was an ad lib, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, like you said, it's a it was a, it was a good episode. Um, yeah, it's not going to go down as an all-time classic, but I hope the characterization was good and there are plenty about it that I enjoyed. So, no complaints. Um, the story, like the background, I thought it was uh, not a a simple reason. The, the villain wasn't one-dimensional, which I liked. You know, he had his own story and background. Plus, that was actor Ben Cotton, and he has been on Supernatural before. Um, mm-hmm. Most, of, probably um, the biggest role he had was as one of the Seven Deadly Sins in the season um, three opener. Was it season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, the Magnificent and Seven. He was, yeah, he was. Um, he was one of the Seven Deadly Sins in that one. That's the one I always remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, any other news? I mean, the ratings were steady, as I recall, which is a good thing. Yep. Yep. Staying the same right there. Um, That's good. Um, uh, as for other news, not really any other news going on this week. Uh, did we do have a new episode. We have a new episode next week. It looks suspiciously Valentine-ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Called Love Hurts. So yeah. there you go. Yes. And, um, um, and again, I'll be sad if I ep- don't play that song. <laughs> right. Have you noticed so many episodes this season are being named after songs? Hmm. I, I, was, I was noticing that when I was updating the website the other day. Um, which, by the way, you can go to our website, winchesterbirds.com, go to the episodes, and you can find all the information, including promo photos for each episode, including next week's. But looking at um, the episodes for this season, how many are named after songs was, um, or, you know, even bands, um, there was Thin um, Lizzie, of course, and then... Um, Plush, which is a Stone Temple Pilot song. Just My Imagination was a song. Oh, Brother, Where Art That was a movie, but it had a lot of music in it. Um, Into the Mystic was a song. Don't You Forget About Me is a song. Love Hurts is a song. You know, there's a lot Thin of Lizzie. Thin Lizzie, a band. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of songs. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Me too. Um, let's see. If anything you want to know about Supernatural, you can go to our website, winchesterbros.com. Uh, hope you're following us on Twitter, uh, at Winchester Bros, and also Facebook, winchesterbros.com. Lots of information and pictures and photos and everything about the show and cast, past and present, probably future as well. Um, there is a place on our website for all our past podcasts. There are links, lots of good stuff there. Uh, everything from interviews with Jensen and Misha and Jim Beaver and uh, many other Felicia actors Day. and directors. Felicia Day. Um, Osric Chow, uh, Ruth Connell. Kim Rhodes. Yeah, Kim Rhodes. So, we've had so many fantastic, awesome guests yeah. on our podcast. So check out our past Taran podcast. Taran Fahir, um, directors. We had Jan, Adam Glassberg. Adam Diving. West, Cliff, Cliff Kosterman. Cliff Kosterman, Mitch mm-hmm. Kosterman, Richard Spate Jr., Rob Benedict. Uh, lots of great people. Ruthie Connell, Tim Amundsen. Kyle um, Olsen. Yep. Uh, Brianna Buckmaster. Yep. Um, you can go back to the very beginning uh, to our first interviews, and that were the people behind Ten Inch Hero, uh, Jensen's movie, uh, co-starring Daniil. We had the act, we had um, the producer, the director, and the writer. Really terrific podcast. That's way back when. Um, we had Todd Farmer, the writer of Jensen's, uh, yep. you know, movie, My Bloody, My Bloody Valentine. A couple of times. Um, Yeah, there's uh, t- too many to to remember, <laughs> and we're very grateful. <laughs> We've had like a like an amazing amazing group. It's very very cool. Um, Rick Worthy, Rick Worthy. We've had uh, oh my goodness, so many. Um, Gabriel Tigerman, Nikki Acock. Oh, the list couldn't just go on. We had the whole Tigerman family, as I recall. Yes. (laughs) Family was on. (laughs) Lindsay McKeon. Um, Lauren Tom. We've we've been very lucky. We've gotten a lot of great guests. Mm -hmm. Samantha Smith. Felicia Day was on three times. Osric Chow, I think, was on three times. Mm -hmm. Maybe four, I, three or four. Uh, Lauren I think Tom we were his twice. earliest fan. I think we were his earliest yeah, fan. Yeah, we were his very contact. Uh, we were his first. Very first. Yeah, we were his first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had Jerry Wanick on. Mark, Mark Maloche. Mark Maloche and Ryan Curtis. Uh, mm-hmm. James Patrick Stewart, who was Dick Roman. Right. Who called us from London yeah. like 11 o'clock at night who was in the middle of a party, I think, or something, and took a break to call us, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, a convention. Oh, well, it was a party. We had Jim Beaver, I think, about four times. You know, I think mm-hmm. he's been on both. 
Oh, Guy wait. Norman B. Um, Guy B. The director Guy B. He's been on the news. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Gumenick, young young Mary, Jim Michaels. We've we've just been very very lucky. Yep, and sometimes Jim just decides to call us for the heck of it, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> Or, or we'll asking a we'll be asking a question and he'll be listening and he'll just call in and answer it, which which we really appreciate. <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. Okay, well, if we've covered this episode and any news or updates, check out our website winchesterbrose dot com. Yep. And Thank you very well, much I for listening. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. And we had a great time and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks everybody. We'll let the boys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.